0: Welcome to Victory Church Podcast. At Victory, we are committed to connecting people to God, His church, and their purpose. For more information, visit victorychurch.net.au. Now prepare your heart to hear a word from God today. As Pastor Tony said, I'm going to be sharing on my life verse, and it's a bit of a series that we're doing. And if I could entitle... Uh, put a subtitle to the overarching title of Life First. It would be this: making good choices. You know, has anyone heard that phrase from the movie Pitch Perfect, where it's make good choices? You know, if, if anyone knows Kirstie Neal, it's like her catch cry. You know, she tells everyone make good choices. You know, um, and my life, my Life First, is really centered around that. And so, uh, as a bit of an introduction, uh, my name is Dan. As Tony said, but one thing that you do need to know is that uh, I was born in South Africa, uh, moved to Adelaide with my family, and then we moved to Canberra from there, and then I moved back down to Adelaide because Adelaide is just the place to be. It's Radelaide. And so I moved back down here, uh, but while I was in Canberra, uh, I moved over there and, uh, with my family, and they, they went and planted a church there, which is incredible. I love my parents, and they're such an inspiration to me. Um, but I faced uh, some things, uh, an illness, which I think a lot of us face, and that is a thing I like to call teenageritis. Um, it, it generally comes at the age thirteen and ends at the age nineteen. Um, but it's when uh, do you say twenty-five? Well, I'm, I'm gonna pray for you guys later. Um, but. It's something where the symptoms may include argumentative behavior, uh, rolling of the eyes, bad body language, sleeping in, and uh, perceived infinite wisdom. Um, at least that, that's what it was for me. Uh, so I, I moved to Canberra, turned th- became a teenager, all in the space of like, I think it was a month, and then it just, yeah, just had all the hormones running around my body. It was crazy. Um, and you can imagine how testing that was for my parents um, to move whole cities to, uh, to a place where they knew no one and to have uh, two of their children to be teenagers and be hormonal and you know, upset because you know, their parents moved them and all this sort of stuff. Um, but when we were in Canberra, I, started to, I went to a school and when I started to go to school, I uh, decided to make the choice that I was super annoyed with my parents for moving us and so I was just going to do whatever I wanted. And so uh, I arrived at the school and I decided that I was going to do whatever it took to fit in with the crowd. And so I rocked up on the first day, scoped it out, who were the cool kids, who were the not so cool kids, who were the guys who knew how to study, who were the guys who sat next to because you could copy their homework, who were the guys that you asked the questions you know, about uh, like what sports they liked, etc. And um, I, I scoped it out on the first day and then within a matter of months, got in with a, a, a group of friends. Uh, who, looking back, probably weren't the best friends uh, for me. Uh, and as a result of me wanting to fit in, I I decided, I made a choice that I was just going to do whatever. I didn't care if I would no longer be me, but I was just going to do whatever they were doing so I could fit in with them and be accepted by them. And so the way that happened for me was, for me, it was it came along the lines of, I was just going to, every adjective I'd ever learned, I was going to throw it out. And I was going to pr- replace it with like swear words. So it was like, the F word was like the only adjective that I knew. And this is, and I'm not talking about forgiveness. All right. There's a different one. If you don't know, go and ask like Andre later. He can tell you. Know. <laughs> but that was like the only adjective that I knew. And and my I, I don't know why, because my schooling went down the toilet. It's just like, I don't know why I chose to use that one, but I chose to use language that was degrading and, and, and destructive just to fit in with people. I chose to act a certain way towards people. When someone was being picked on by a group, I would join in because I wanted to fit in. Well, someone said, wow, that's good. I'm, I'm glad that's wow now. I'm a nice person now. That's good. <laughs> but that's what I did because I made a choice that going, actually, I want to fit in. And I realized one day when going about that, that that was the bad choice because it left me feeling broken and hurt. It left me feeling, is this really it? It left me feeling every time I would swear, oh my goodness. I just felt like it was just a chip off, like me, really. And not only that, but it was hurting other people around me too, my family. I was acting out towards my parents who were so committed to the call on God in their life that despite that, they still stayed where they were. I was acting out on my my siblings, my, my friends who actually cared about me. And I found myself in a spot where I was just hurting real bad. And it's interesting when you look back on those moments and you can trace it back to like a decision, like one decision like the, the all the hurt all the pain can sometimes just come back to one decision that you made which is just very interesting that I find but after thinking about that and I just I got to a point where I just had to cry out to God and just say god like where are you I need your help and uh that's where actually my my life first came from was in that moment I actually cried out to God and uh that night I just decided to download the Bible app on my phone, and it was one of the verses of the day. Uh, if you don't know, you can download the Bible app on your phone, and it pops up with like a verse a day type thing. And this verse popped up, and it just caught my attention, and this is what it was. It was 2 Corinthians 10 verse 5, and it says this, we demolish arguments and every pretension that sets itself up against the knowledge of God. We take captive every thought, and we make it obedient to Christ. See, for me, that stood out because I was going, I'm having all these thoughts and I don't necessarily want to act on them, but I am acting on them and I don't understand why because when I look back, I become so hurt, bitter and broken and I don't want to be like that. I don't want to hurt the people around me or myself. I want to be better. I want to be an example. I know what the truth is. Why aren't I doing it? And the cool thing about reading the scripture is that God just spoke to me and he said, you actually have the power to make a choice. You don't have to be victim to your feelings and emotions you don't have to be victim to your thoughts that pop into your head all the time because here's the thing is that we will always have damaging hurtful unhelpful thoughts pop into our head you can never get rid of that no matter how hard you try whether it's frustration anger hurt disappointment whatever it may be if we do not take captive of those thoughts they'll lead us down a road to unhurtful, to hurtfulness to ourselves and other people around us and so what stood out to me is just that the power of that scripture and God going, you don't actually have to be victim to your thoughts. And then when I delve deeper into it, I, there's these three constants, right? That are constant uh, uh, reminders to me, really, of why this is my life verse. Not only that, but then also reminders of how can you make good choices in the moment. The first one is this, Get knowledge. The second one is this, take captive. And the third one is be obedient. Get knowledge. What does that even mean, Dan? Point number one, get knowledge. Well, when I was younger, I knew when I was in the car with my parents, I could see them driving the car, right? I knew how to drive the car in terms of you steered and you accelerated. That, that, was, that, was, that was my understanding of how to drive a car. I was like, and I used to tell my parents all the time, I used to be like, Mom and Dad, aren't you meant to be indicating? And be like, "Uh, Dad, you're not meant to be driving on this side of the road, you know. But then when I actually got my license, things changed. All of a sudden, I went from that's how you drive a car to there's a lot more I need to know to be able to get from A to B. And see, the thing is, is when it comes to making good choices, when we make choices that hurt us and other people, often it's the choices right when we make the choice right there and then that's the most damaging I find, in my experience at least. But if we were to take time to go away and think about and get the knowledge that we need, it becomes a lot easier to make the decision. It becomes a lot easier to make the good choice in the situation when you have the knowledge that you need. The knowledge that we need to get in order to make good choices for me, it was I had to get to know God again. I had to get to know not only him but what he said about me. Because reality is, is I, I had forgotten. And so I had to go seek it out. How do you get knowledge? You have to seek it out. So I went went and sought it out. I went and looked in the Bible. What does it say in the Bible? Like what does God say about me in the Bible? He says I'm his son. He says I am loved. He says I am valued. He says he has a plan and a purpose for me. He says that I am the one he has chosen to fulfill the purpose. No one else can fulfill the purpose he's picked for me. He calls me special. And when you find that out, it's a lot easier to realize you're better than you currently are at the moment. It's a lot easier to make better choices when you realize that the person who created you is calling you to better and bigger things. And so I had to get a knowledge of what God said about me. Not only that, I had to get a knowledge of what His wills and His ways were. And you know, sometimes I would go to, the, I would read the Word and I would go to it, but sometimes I, I just wouldn't understand it fully. And the thing that I would do is I, I would actually go and ask someone. I would go and seek out the knowledge from someone else who has a better understanding than I do, the w- better wisdom than I do. That's so what what do we need to do to make good choices? We need to go, when we don't understand, we need to go seek people who have greater wisdom than we do. Seek people who are further along the track than we are. I'm constantly in a weekly meeting with Tone and it, it amazes me every single week how he just brings his wisdom to my life. And the questions I have, things I, I, I'm so confused about often, I bring and he's just like, yeah, this. And I'm like, oh, that makes sense. I'm like, why didn't I just do this before? But but that's what happens when we go to people who are further ahead because they've been through what we've been through already and they can see further and they are further. They pull us along with them and all of a sudden we are further down the track too. See, not only do you get, gain knowledge from the Word and and Go to those who have greater wisdom than you, you get it from doing community with each other. That's church. That's youth. That's connect group. That's all of those things. When you're in community with one another, the faith in the room lifts. All of a sudden, your faith lifts just because of the fact that you're hanging out with someone who believes the same things that you believe. And all of a sudden, the faith for you to make the right decision increases as well because you've just gotten knowledge of the fact that hanging out with people is good for you. The first point in order to make good choices that we need to get knowledge. The second thing I get from this verse is that we need to take captive. We play this game at youth called Capture the Flag. And it's where we have uh, two teams and one team has a bunch of flags on one side. The other has a bunch of uh, flags on the other side. And the goal is to go and steal and capture the other team's flags and bring them back. And the team that has the most flags at the end wins. And you see, this is very, very similar to what happens in our minds and in our life every day. We have a constant battle going on in our minds of which decision we're going to make. And the thing is, is that the, the, the decision that has the most flags at the end is going to win. And so what we need to do is that we need to be taken captive the flags that we don't want to win and bring it back to our beds because we know that this is what we need, and this is this is the decision that we need to make. We need to take captive. It's a mind battle. It really is. It's such a mind battle. I used to find myself fight, like I used to have like conversations, conversations with myself in my head. Like I'd be like, I really want to do this. I'd be like, Dad, no, you don't. And I'd be like, yeah, I do. And I'd be like, no, you really don't, Dan. Come on. And I'd be like, yeah, but I really do. And I'd be like, nah, you're not doing it. Sorry, get out of here. You're not, you're not welcome here anymore. Sorry, we're not going to make that decision. Like that's what it used to look like in my head. I may sound crazy. I am, but that's besides the point. It's what it looked like because it was a mind battle for me. I was fighting myself. There's this TV program on at the moment called Body Hack, Right? And it's always about this guy who goes around and he tries these extreme jobs of the world. He does UFC fighting, he climbs mountains, he does these insane trails, he does so many things. And what they found out, what they they say is that, did you know that when your mind gives up, your body can actually give 30% more? The mind is a powerful thing. It can either hinder you or it can help you. And in order for us to make good choices, we need to learn how to make it help us. And how to take captive of the thoughts that are going to hinder us. The thought that's going to make us stop at that 30% that we can't go any further. And take captive of those thoughts and, and push ourselves to keep going. Because it's well worth it. So how do we take captive thoughts? You know, when you're losing your weight, when you're losing, when you got, sorry, when you want to lose weight, you set a goal, right? You say, I want to lose this much weight by this time. It's the same thing. What is your goal? Define your goal. Where do you want to end up? Because that makes it very easy to make a decision. If I want to head to the back of the auditorium and my choices are I can either head to the sound desk or head off to the stage on my left, I'm going to be choosing heading to the sound desk because that's where I'm heading. My goal is the back of the auditorium. I want to be, when I define my goal, it makes it a lot easier to choose which way I want to go. Not only that, being accountable is a great thing as well. I mentioned before that I catch up with Tone and uh, maybe you have someone in your life that you catch up with regularly who you can just be open and honest with and you know they're not going to judge you, you know they're not going to shun you, but they're there to help you and you can be honest, you're like, this is what I'm thinking and they can help you through that. That is so important because often when we introvert in ourselves and we just stop talking to people that's when sin creeps in because we're like oh we don't want to tell them because what happens? i'm going to be embarrassed what happens if they think that i'm a bad person and and then we just we just kind of shrink back into ourselves a little bit and that's where sin starts to creep in and things in our lives start to fall apart because of the fact that we're relying on ourselves too much as human beings we're not built to be alone look at adam and eve in the bible adam was made and then god said i need to make a helper for him so he made eve we're built to do life in relationship with people. So don't go through your troubles alone. Share them with someone who can help you. And can I just say, share them with someone who can help you is a good point because you don't want to be sharing with someone who's uh, unhelpful. That's a good way of putting it. Thank you. Because if they're not further down the track than you, you're just going to like be right where you are for a little bit and way longer than you need to and you're going to be way more hurt than you need to you're going to hurt way more people than you need to. That's how I would encourage you. Find someone who's going to help you. Not only that, when I was going through this time and my life first popped up, I actually used to do this crazy thing, right? And I, it's called, uh, I've called it Use the Word. And it's kind of a bit of two points in one. But you look at the first time words were used in the Bible, in the world, in the creation, and that was a creative tool, right? G- God spoke and there was. Yeah? Those are the first time words are used. So words are a creative tool. God didn't need to do that. He could just think and it could be. But he spoke to set, a, set an example for us. Yeah? And so if words are a creative tool, what are you speaking over yourself? What are you speaking over yourself? Are you saying, ah, oh, I can't make this decision. I'm a terrible person. What am I doing? Or are you saying to yourself, actually, you know what? God has called me to something bigger. I used to read that scripture out to myself whenever I had thoughts pop into my head, whatever it may be, whenever I knew that it was a decision I had to make between doing the right and the wrong thing in order to make the right, the good choice, I used to read that scripture out. I know it off by heart. 2 Corinthians 10 verse 5. We demolish every argument and pretension that set itself up against the knowledge of God. And we take captive every thought and we make it obedient to Christ. Because here's the thing. I used to quote that in my worst moments. The moments where I was fighting in my head and I did not think I was going to win. I used to quote that to myself and say it with passion and vigor because there is truth in that. Words are a creative tool. What are you speaking over yourself? Are you speaking whatever anyone says? Are you speaking the truth, which is the word? Did you know the Bible talks about the armor of God in Ephesians 6, verse 10 to 18. And it talks about the breastplate of righteousness, the belt of truth, etc. And did you know the only offensive weapon within that is the word of God? The sword. Everything else is built to protect you. The sword is used to take ground. In order for us to take captive, we're going to have to be using a lot more of this. What are you speaking over yourself? Are you believing that this is the truth? Are you believing that this is your sword? Are you using it as your sword? Because let me tell you, it helps a lot. Not only that, but, you know, sometimes you just got to do something. What do I mean by that? I mean, sometimes you just got to clear your head. And for me, that's just getting off my butt and just going for a run or going for a walk or doing some exercise or clearing my head, shooting some basketball hoops, whatever it may be. Sometimes you just got to clear your head to think straight. Sometimes you're sitting down, you've got so much emotion, so many things bouncing back and forth that you just can't think straight and sometimes you just need to clear your head. Just give yourself space to be able to make a decision. So in order to make good choices... We need get knowledge. We need to take captive. But thirdly, we need to be obedient. And I don't want you to shut off at this point, right? Because I know the word obedient has a bit of a, I don't know, just a stigma attached to it. People just kind of tend to cringe when you say it. But this is important. Making good choices is about being obedient. See, obedience doesn't come naturally to us. You never have to teach a kid to be disobedient to their parents. Am I right? All your kids are naturally disobedient. You have to teach them to be obedient. In the same way, sin, sin comes naturally to us. Yeah? We're, we're Christians. We're called to be Christ-like, which means that we have to work hard on being Christ-like. We have to be taught how to be Christ-like. Yeah? Yeah? interesting that disobedience and sin both come naturally to us and so before you switch off obedience is a key thing in this see obedience is trusting another submitting your plan to his plan being obedient to god is submitting your plan to his plan Submitting your ways to his ways. Because when we do that, we live in grace. When we take the dependent strength on ourselves and put it on him, and we go, God, actually, you know what? I want to go for your plan. When we say, God, your ways over my ways, your plan over my plan, we start to live in grace. Trust that God actually has something planned for you. It's not like He doesn't know what He's doing. He did create you. Have you ever heard of an inventor who invented something and didn't know what the purpose of that thing was? Because I haven't. He created you. He knows what your purpose is. So trust Him. Trust that He knows where you're meant to end up. You know, when, when a parent says to a kid, you parents, you could probably testify to this. When a parent says to a kid, trust me, you don't want to, whatever follows, the kid generally listens. Trust me, you don't want to put your finger in that electrical socket. Trust me, you don't want to pick up that, it's hot. Trust me, it's, trust me, trust me. And the reason why kids listen to that is because they instinctively know that their mum, their dad, knows more than they do. They know that their mum, their dad, they love them. They know that they can trust their mum and dad because of what they've done in the past. They've proven, the parents have proven faithful to this kid. And if that's true in the natural, how much more in the supernatural? How much more should we trust God? How much more should we be saying, God, you are faithful to us. I'm going to listen to you. How much more should we just go, God, I'm trusting you. When you say, hey, trust me, just keep going. Don't turn. Just keep going straight. I know it's getting narrow. I know it's getting rocky, but just keep going. There's something waiting for you. Trust me. When he says that to you, what are you going to do in response? Because parents, you know, you have the best intention for your kids when you say that. How much more God? How much more God? So if we want to make good choices, we got to get knowledge. We've got to seek it out. We've got to find it. It's going to take some effort, by the way. It doesn't just land in your lap. As Pastor Tony says, you know, you're looking for the truth, not a truth. Forged meaning, not found meaning. Found meaning just lands in your lap. Forged meaning, you go and seek it out. Get knowledge. Take captive. Take captive of the thoughts in your head. Use this. Use your sword. Use the word of God. Use your offensive weapon to take captive and be obedient. See, in a world where we all face challenges all the time, we all face choices all the time, it may not look like the same thing for every person, but we all do. Every day. Maybe it's frustration. Maybe it's whether or not I should post that Instagram or, or Facebook post. Maybe it's whether or not I should apologize to that person because how I treated them. Maybe it's whether or not you should talk about that person behind the back. I don't know. It could be a range of things. But with those choices, in order to make good choices, we've got to do those three things. Get knowledge, take captive, and be obedient. And when we do those things, see, we, we live a better life. We live a better life. We become a better example. Better servant to Jesus. and That's what we're called to be. So let's make good choices, yeah guys? I'm going to try my best. Probably not always going to get it right. In fact, I know I'm not always going to get it right. But I'm going to surround myself with people who can encourage me to keep going even when I get it wrong. Get knowledge, take captive, and be obedient. Thank you for taking the time to listen. If you have any questions, please email us at admin at victorychurch.net.au.